I'm not anti-Semitic. You're a fucking autistic fuck. Get out of here. How y'all doing? My name is Jeremiah Red. This is the Basuda Triangle Podcast. We are coming at you live from Corky's and Tour Temple, Temple's number one home destination for entertainment. They got comedy, tours. You can just rent a fucking limo. There's one parked outside right now. I don't know where they're going, but it looks like a good time. We're taking Chloe away. Yeah. Right next to me is uh, my good friend Gary. He is the only person I know that's banned from the city of Philadelphia. How you doing, Gary? What's up? Uh, fuck you, Philly. <laughs> The city, not not Shreve. Right, right, right. Not, not South Philly. Reeve, shout out to him. Good guy. Folks, today we have a nice guest. We have our good friend, Chloe Montgomery, a local. You may have seen her on Kill Tony. Ooh. What's up? Or what else have, What else could we see you in? Get, plug yourself. You know, brag a little bit. Uh, I have... <laughs> I've got an OnlyFans. Um, Instagram, I post some of my stuff on there. I do shows in the Austin area. I just had some shows out in Florida. Okay. Um, Kind of whenever anything pops up, I plug it there. So if you guys want to check me out, that's going to be Chloe at LV. So C H L O E A T L V. That is my. Well, I mean, Instagram. I'm going to plug it at the bottom. You don't necessarily. Oh, have well, to you spell know what? It it's the autism. Don't, don't come <laughs> yeah, at I do. Me. Okay. I guess I can add producer to my resume now. Yeah. I do do producing and stuff. So. You're working on a podcast, right? Uh, I'm about to start up a podcast. It's called Austin City Losers. Uh, I love that. Yeah, That's and so, so uh, basically I'm going to have every everybody from like comedians, musicians, artists, whatever the case is, and just kind of sit down, shoot the shit with them, and kind of see what's yeah. up. So kind of what we're doing, just in a bigger city. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess bigger so. Bigger and better, possibly with a better budget. <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll she's, see. Been, she's been taking notes on all the mistakes we've made and knows what <laughs> not to folks. do. Oh, my God. These guys are just terrible. 10 out of 10 would not recommend. Uh, so you said you should you did shows in Florida, right? Yeah, so I just had some shows out in Florida. How uh, was that? It was it was a lot of fun. It was different. Um, there was a guy that came down here a couple months back, and he's from Florida. And he told me, he's like, yo, if you're ever out in that area, they love comedians from other places. And they will put you on a show. They will give you time. They eat that shit up. And so he plugged me with some clubs out there, gave me some connections. and Was it TJ? No, this guy's name is Rob. Okay. And so, um, yeah, so I, I was, I went to go out there to see some concerts that actually got canceled, which worked out. So I did some stuff out there and. You went to Disney World, right? I did. I went to Disney How World. How was Disney World? Dude, it was fucking, it was a madhouse because it's Christmas. Oh yeah. So I had to like wait in line for like three plus hours to get on rides. Like I only went on three rides. <laughs> I had like five Facebook friends in, in Disney World at the same time, and I'm like, you guys don't know each other, but I'd be like, wouldn't it be funny if they're like behind each other in line or something, or next to each other, just bitching the whole time? About <laughs> yeah. having this fucking bitch in front think, of me. No shit. I think Scott's there right now. He oh, was. Yeah, yeah he know. was. Still is. Yeah, Scott's in Florida. Mm-hmm. When it was like 18 degrees here, he was like, it's 74 over here. Fuck I'm like, off. fuck you. Yeah, it was like 80. It was yeah. 80 degrees when I was there just a few weeks so ago. Mad. Two weeks ago, and it was awful. And like, we didn't even get like, nice snow no it was just cold and angry like it hated us yeah that's texas for you she's like a bipolar bitch mother yeah pretty much yeah. like i walked outside i was like oh fuck. <laughs> there goes my nutsack yeah it's inside <laughs> i transitioned today <laughs> so so give us a backstory uh who you are how you got here um just the whole shebang spill all the beans you know all the tea my name is Chloe Montgomery. I was born September 19th, 1997 in Temple, okay. Texas. All right. No, awesome. <laughs> no uh, so I am a comedian. Um, I've been doing comedy for about eight to nine months now. Um, and I'm, I'm thriving, I guess you could what say. What made you want to do comedy? Because uh, I'm autistic as fuck, and I had like a hard time socializing with people and like speaking in front of people. And, you know, growing up, I was always told that I was pretty funny and... I was like, what the heck, I'm going to try it. So I kind of fixated it on it and went out to some open mics and started doing that and kind of building up that confidence. And then one thing led to another, started booking some shows, kind of doing my own thing, got on Kill Tony, and then it just kind of took off from right. there. So, What was your first uh, open mic? Was it here or no? First open mic was in Austin at Creek in the Cave. Okay. Ooh, okay. Um, Heard good things. Love Creek in the Cave. I'm there three times a week. Uh... 
So I did some stuff out in Austin and then I heard that there was open mic comedy here in Temple and I was like, oh well, shit, you know, that's relevant because I live here. So I started coming out and checking that out and uh, kind of sat back for a while just to kind of get the vibe of the play, see what it was about. And then I started doing my stand up here, so. Nice, nice. Very nice. So basically, you were doing mics out in Austin without even knowing that there was a mic here in Temple? Yeah, no, because I live in Temple, but I'm in Austin like four times a week for comedy and just other things. And so I started my comedy career in Austin doing open mics, going to shows, because at the time I was dating comedians. So that's mm -hmm. kind of how I got my foot into the door with comedy as well. And um, I, I think I was on Facebook one day and just came across Corky's and they're like, oh, we have an open mic comedy night on Wednesdays. I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that. So I came on by, checked it out, and been been here ever since. So. That's how it always goes. Like people, like Temple is like a small, like a small quote quote city. Mm -hmm. And uh, I like to call it the biggest little city in Texas. Yeah. And uh, but whenever I tell people like I'm like oh I do stand up, they're like where? Yeah. I'm like well there's a place called Corky's, and they're like like that '80s movie. I was like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that's what you would associate with. No, it's a place downtown. Where they do comedy, they do party rentals, they do beer tours, they do wine tours, and we've done drag shows here, jazz concerts. Yeah. I mean, if there's something happening yeah. in Temple, it's a good chance happening in Corky's. I'm just saying, you know, maybe yeah. maybe go out and check them out on the weekend. Oh, Second, karaoke as well. Second Street is the funnest street in Temple. Yeah. There's only the other two places. <laughs> there's only two places to it's go. Corky's <laughs> and it's Green Door. Yeah. Well, you and know you got Pignatti's. They got good food there. Pignatti's, yeah, if you're bougie and Yeah, you get really bougie some Italian food. Right. Dude, I'm cry not gonna lie. Receiving I've, your bill later. I just don't think about that. I like, <laughs> it's honestly not that bad. Uh, I show up when I get paid. Especially at lunch. Yeah, oh, really? lunches are good, yeah. I'm yeah. not good for lunch. Okay. They, they got some pretty good lunch specials. It's it's only a little bit more expensive than Olive Garden is, but the quality is so much better. Oh, okay. You don't feel ashamed when you walk out. <laughs> right. Yeah, no shit. You actually feel good about yourself? Yeah. I go to Olive like, Garden, I see the bill, I'm like, fuck, I should have just drove to Waco and got a Fazoli's. They're like, wow. here, your family. I'm like, yeah, I'm just ashamed of being here. I'm not my family. <laughs> you guys fuck me just as hard as all my relatives do. Oh, shit. Olive Garden touches me harder than my uncle. Oh, ooh. <laughs> do we need to dive into that? No, it, which is... I feel bad about saying that because both my uncles are really nice. <laughs> oh, so you weren't touched by your uncle. You're just no. a poser and you're just lying. Just for a cloud. poser. Damn. I always, Cancel uh, his ass. Yeah, I always joke that. I was like, I Son wish of one of my uncles would have touched me because at least I'd be better at comedy. <laughs> <laughs> give me a solid five minutes. Hell like, yeah. Come on, like, give me a little more trauma. Damn. So uh, I understand. I don't know how much you can reveal, but I guess we're going to find out. Um, projects you're working on outside Ooh. of OnlyFans. <laughs> so I was approached by a Kill Tony regular. Um, he is pretty big, and he's just gonna continue growing because he is so fucking hilarious and unhinged. His name is Uncle Laser. You should oh, check him out. so funny. Dude, love him. I saw him as la the last Kill Tony or whatever. Yes. And dude, he killed it. He is like one of my really good friends. Love I haven't him to seen death. him, but you should check him out. the name. Oh. The name alone got me intrigued. He is... All trailer, all trash. He like, sounds like he has the hookup for actual real good cocaine. Meth. Uncle Laser? Same. We're not going to disclose that, but we'll, <laughs> talk, we'll, we'll talk after. Yeah, we'll talk after um, the fact. That's the record. Podcast, yeah, though. but uh, he's he just became a Kill Tony regular, so he performs every Monday when he's in town. Nice. And uh, Where does he live? He lives he lives in Austin, but he works, um, he works like two weeks he has to go out and for work oh, gotcha. and then two weeks he's off so wait does he actually work in an oil rig yeah that's what i was thinking oh, yeah, shit. Okay. yes but i think he's actually about to quit his job uh, uh since he's next? doing yeah, something like that now. yeah because yeah. like whenever he was like on stage talking about like doing an oil rig i was thought that was just like part of the bit no yeah no he actually works on an oil rig so he he's works... a fucking man yeah but he's actually i think he's about to quit his job because that's comedy it. is just taking off yeah, for him man so. man man holy shit that's i like, can't do that shit it's a dangerous job yeah no, fuck that Fuck. All right. I don't even change the oil in my car, though. <laughs> right? But, yeah, but he approached me, and we kind of got to talking, and um, I told him about an idea for a show that I had, and he was like, shut the fuck up. I'm literally in a meeting right now because I've had that same idea three weeks back. And I don't know if I can really disclose what it's about just yet because we're still kind of in the process of um, kind of figuring some stuff out. But from what I know is that we're going to start filming in February. Okay. Uh, we already have the first location okay. picked out, uh, but basically, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna do well. Just the aspects of it. I will say it involves ghost hunting, 
comedy. Results may vary. We'll see. Results may vary. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, but, that's cool. uh, Great but album. Yeah. Shout out Lim Biscuit. But yeah, it's going to be funded. <laughs> I think there's a production team, camera crew that's on board, just kind of getting right. this. So it's a whole down. production. Yeah, this That's is going to be like an actual so series. You, you think one of those producers might want to come do some unpaid work for us? <laughs> technical shit up? I mean, hey, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. You might, uh, well, you know, you could probably... 20 bucks an episode? I mean, I might have to get a Patreon going for that. Yeah. You might have to pay them in other favors, but there's no time. Hey, 20 bucks is 20 bucks. That's what I, I said. Just uh, leak your OnlyFans to them. <laughs> Just get a zip file email to them. Here you go. That's good for a month, right? Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Did OnlyFans come before or after comedy? It came after because... After? What, yeah, because when I made Kill Tony, I had so many men. So many men in my DMs. They're no shit. Dirty, dirty men. Dirty, dirty dogs. And they were like, girl, you are fine as fuck. You need to do an OnlyFans. Do you Ooh. have an OnlyFans? This, this, and that. And I was like... I could probably make some money off this. So. How did you feel, like, initially, like, that feeling whenever all these guys were approaching about it, how did you feel about, like, the aspect of OnlyFans? So before, I mean, I kind of was on the fence about it because I've always, you know, seen these uh, women, and there's, like, fellow comedians that are females that do OnlyFans as well, yeah. and they do well, you know, they do a phenomenal job at it. Um, but I was always, like... I feel like I, I'm built like a 13-year-old boy, so I didn't <laughs> think I would be, you know... People wouldn't. I mean, people are into that. That yeah. yeah. Bro, like, it's a weird place up there. It's Austin. Horny priest. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but I always just kind of felt on the fence about it because I was like, I don't know if like people would like yeah. want to pay to you know see stuff like that like pertaining to my body. But I got like all these guys on my DMs and you know I was like, well, you know, maybe I should just kind of give it a try. And yeah. so I did it, and I've been doing pretty well. You know, it's extra income on the side, yeah. and you know, it's paying. Anything specific about it or? I mean, like, I just, I have, like, services that I, I provide. So, um, you know, for, like, three lingerie pictures, it's, like, $25 if they want to, quote-unquote, sex or so. I have, like, different prices, you know, for There's that. There's, like, a list. There's, like, like a, a menu. List. Yeah, and so... Um, that would explain why you're on your goddamn phone the whole time you're waiting. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Making money. Hey. Because, well, like, I've talked to, like, women in other, just different forms of entertainment, and sometimes, like, they'll go to OnlyFans and they feel like it almost, like... <laughs> Continue. It almost, like, kind of, like, devalues their other entertainment. Mm -hmm. So, do you, like... Like, you were a comedian, for, like, foremost. I was a comedian before I did OnlyFans, like, so... Um, you would prefer yourself over comedian over OnlyFans group. Oh, yeah, I'm still... So. Like, because even, like, the guys... Like, I have quite a big fan you know fan base and a lot of them are primarily men yeah you know no surprise um horny bastards horny bastards <laughs> and so uh like i i've had some cases where like guys will try to slide into my instagram dms and try to like work stuff there and i'm like nope this is strictly nope. comedy i don't mesh the comedy with the only fans i put comedy before only fans yeah. if you want services you can reach me on only like you can't blur those lines mm -mm, no because i yeah so don't drop a link to the OnlyFans in the description then. <laughs> I mean, you could if you wanted, but... Yeah, that, I'll leave that one up to you. Just yeah. let me know. <laughs> you could if you wanted, but it's not, yeah. Interesting. So I guess that kind of ties into the fact that uh, comedy, most entertainment in general, like while there are a lot of women pushing through and mm -hmm. really coming up and making names for themselves, it is, as described, kind of like an all-boys club. Like, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I, I kind of feel that way. Um... I mean, in Austin, there are a handful of female comedians. Love them to death. They are awesome at what they do. But I feel like it's primarily, you know, male-dominated. Yeah. And I, I've never had any problems being a female in the, the comedian scene um, as, like, discrimination-wise or whatever the case is. I feel like everybody in Austin that I've worked with or that I've done shows with or I've been around, they're really awesome at accepting everybody. Yeah. Um, so I haven't really faced any backlash. I think it's more so the fan base I've received oh, yeah. backlash. Mm -hmm. uh, because when I made Kill Tony, I had, you know, so many negative... I had so much negative feedback from, you know, primarily men 
um, because, oh, you're not funny, oh, this, this, and that, you're trying too hard, yada, 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 whatever the case is. Coming from non-comics. Non-comics, but... Here's what for... you need to do. Shut the fuck up. Exactly, yeah, but really... I feel like the positives kind of outweighed the negatives, and I did create a large, you know, fan base after my Kill Tony said, and a lot of men were like, dude, you were so funny, keep doing what you're doing, you're humor. Yeah, don't change anything, yeah. Exactly, and I mean, my, my humor's a little unhinged, too, which I think is what... True. Does well in the male... I, I guess. You want another truly, by the way? Oh. Hey, now. I would Mel's love another truly. Like, I, I, I sense some thirsty <laughs> the, motherfuckers she's like, mm. up here. The sewer triangle She bartender. just wanted to see me. Oh. Chug, chug, chug. Say less. There you go. Yeah. Yes, please. Love Mel. She's amazing. If you ever come to Corky's, tip her, you want tip her very well. Yeah, she's already got me. She already yeah, knew. I'll, I'll get another truly. We have a you telepathic connection. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Mel. Yeah, Shout if you ever come Mel. to Corky's, tip her very, very well. One day we need to have Mel up here. Hell yeah, she would do I heard well. she was at Burning Man one time, so. I'm so Mel. <laughs> yeah. I need to hear that story. That's amazing. Uh, But, like, when you were talking about you got a lot of hate, like, what I noticed is, like, like, not to fix it on that, but, um, when it comes to comedy, male comics are super supportive of female comics. Yeah. But when it comes to, like, those, like, neck beard like incel dudes are like <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think women are funny I was like I don't think you're funny and I've had a yeah. I had a lot of those in my DMs you know sending very very nasty ugly things and you know I just kind of I didn't let it bother me I was like I don't get, I don't give a shit you know because for every five you know negative comments that I received from people I received a hundred and positive comments yeah. you know so I'm like eh, whatever I'm leaving me I'm living my life how I want it fuck y'all not only that but like silent support's a big thing because on the flip side of that too at least for me because you know I haven't made a big on Kill Tony or anything thank you, <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you Mel so for me what I've noticed is that and I, I don't remember who told me this and god I fucking hope I remember soon so I give them the proper credit they deserve <laughs> You good? Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. Okay, we <laughs> yeah, that, you are. All right. Uh, the proper credit they deserve because uh, they told me um, essentially for like every one person that goes out of their way to message you or come up and say like, "Hey, keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. We see your videos. We see like your clips that you post. We think you're funny." Blah 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 blah. There's like ten people behind them. They don't say shit, but they follow you regularly. Yeah. So silent supporters. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, those Dude. silent supporters could just like drop a couple more shares. Numbers yeah. speak. Yeah. Number, like that's Metrics, like, man. When it it's comes down about. to it, like, there'll be like that one dude who hasn't got his dick sucked in like eight Oh, yeah, for weeks, sure. And I mean, and he's like, you're not funny. But then, like, you've got 15 other people going, dude, you're funny. I can't wait to see you at the next yeah. mic or I mean, like, I your s- show or whatever. I still have fans from Kill Tony that, you know, they message me regularly. Yeah. I've created connections with them, and they're like, hey, are you ever going to come out to so and so? Are you going to ever, you know, do shows here? And, you know, they follow my stuff and they really like my you know, my material, and that means a lot to me, because, you know, going on Kill Tony was, that was my first time ever going to a Kill Tony or seeing the show. I didn't watch Kill Tony before, but I knew about it. It was just kind of a spur-of-the-moment thing. I went with Scott. We were like, fuck it, let's go. Scott gets mentioned at every podcast. Scott Whitcock. Shout out to him. He's one of my best friends. I love that dude. Love him. But um, we were just like, fuck it, let's just go and see what happens. And sure enough, the first time I go, I was the closing comedian. And I... I love that episode, by the way. Yeah, it was on Tim Dillon's episode. He said I was... like one of two episodes I've actually watched. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you are the most racist comedian that's raised the stage. (laughs) He's like, I love what you're doing. Keep doing it. Which meant a lot, you know? That was awesome. And he's like, you did something... The crowd was just like, what the fuck? And... They were all over it. Yeah, and I was the first female drummer to ever... Yeah. Uh, be on the show, which was, or, or to perform, I guess, in a sense, which was really cool. I couldn't really go all out at the time because um, of something that I was kind of dealing with health-wise. Right. Um, but I kind of did a quick riff. Oh, but yeah. I, I wish I could have gone all out, but, you know, given my circumstances, I kind of had to but play like, it safe. you, like, how many views are, like, because there's like 100,000 views or something like that? I have no idea. I haven't checked the views recently. Like, it's, like, the number, world's number one, like, live oh, broadcast. Oh, yeah. Instagram. So, Kill Tony has the number one live video broadcast yeah. in the world. It has millions and millions of fans. And, like, it's... that's so sick. Because, like, like people don't think of Texas as comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, and, like, Austin's grown so much. Oh, where it's... Before, it was, like, L.A., New York. Yeah, and everybody from now L.A. L.A., New mm-hmm. York, Austin. Yeah, and because... Austin is the new comedy capital of the world. And, right. like... 
I mean, everybody is coming to Austin. I mean, Joe Rogan, he's about to open up his yeah. comedy club soon. We got Tony Hinchcliffe doing Kill Tony on Mondays. Uh, did, was it Tom Segura who moved? No, Tom Segura's got a place here, too. Mm-hmm. He, yeah. He's mostly uh, in L.A., but he's got a spot here. Ron yeah. White, I believe he, he has a place. Yeah, Ron White's always lived in Texas. Yeah, though. he's got he's yeah. in the Austin area, I believe. He's or, from Houston, so yeah, but he's got he's a place like, in Austin. He's like the mm-hmm. redneck Jedi. I just met awesome. him the other night. He's amazing. No Love shit. Mm-hmm. Right. He's the nicest dude. Oh, he's so sweet. Like, uh, he was the Kill Tony guest, I think it was two or three weeks yeah. back. And, you know, I, I hang around That's after awesome. Kill Tony because I'm friends with the band that closes out the show another hour. Amazing, if you haven't checked them out. And, you know, I, I hang around the... Mm-hmm. You're in that scene. Yeah, I, I hang around with uh, Tony Hinchcliffe and all of them. But I got to meet Ron White, and I was like, oh, my God. I want to meet him so bad. Oh, my God. He's like the Gandalf of comedy. He's yeah. Just, <laughs> <laughs> he's just got, like, long white hair. So, so sweet. So I, I kind of want to pick your brain on this, because in our previous episode, we were talking about newbies coming to the scene at Corky's yes. and coming up, and uh, I had mentioned that I've heard from a, a handful of people that, like, you know, because we're, we're, we're very welcoming and supportive yeah. here in Temple, and especially at Corky's, um, where I was like, yeah, man, like, what's going on? Like, what brought you out here? Blah, blah, blah. You know, this, this, and that. And they would say, like, oh, they have this plan that, like, they're going to get their reps here at Corky's. Which is fine. That's yeah. great. Nothing wrong with that. But then they're like, yeah, in about six months, I figure I can get on Kill Tony and then do really great at that and then just take off from there. And I'm like, I, I don't see that. I'm not going to say anything. What, what's your thoughts on somebody who thinks, like, within, like, a couple of months, I can just, like, go on Kill Tony and then just to the moon? Mm, well, to the moon! It's kind of hard in my case. Um, because when I made Kill Tony, I had thought that I was doing comedy for eight months at that time, but I was only doing comedy for six months. Okay. And I made Kill Tony, and after that, my career kind of just skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. So in my sense, it kind of worked in my favor, if that makes sense. She said, you got to have the goods. Yeah. <laughs> right. You got to have tits. That's what it is. Um, but I don't know. So you got the goods then, but not the <laughs> But I mean, honestly, I wasn't expecting to be on the show. I just kind of went, you know, for shits and giggles yeah. to have fun. I wasn't expecting right, to be. It's a random drawing from everybody. It's a random drawing. There's a hundred comedians there who've all signed yeah, up. Yeah, but the thing is, is that if they see new names, they put it in the bucket yeah. because they want, you know. They want that fresh. They the, want that fresh blood. Fresh meat. <laughs> but I, yeah, when I went, I wasn't expecting to go up. I had only been doing comedy about six months at that time. I had never done anything to that scale. And lo and behold, I closed out Kill Tony that yeah. night. You know what I just thought of real quick? I, I'm only slightly sorry to interrupt. Mm-hmm. There, there's going to be somebody that has done comedy for years. Oh, God. And they went on Kill Tony and ate shit. And they're watching oh us God. like that fucking bitch. I know so many people. Dude, yeah. <laughs> I know so many people. I watch episodes where they're like, this, so good for her. Mm-hmm. This guy, like, he went up and, like, I don't know his name. Didn't care. Um, and he, like, did the worst minute I've ever heard. Like, I, like, I watch it. I'm like, I could do a better minute than that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, Tony was like, so how long have you been doing comedy? He's like, eight years. He's what the fuck have you been doing for eight years? Yeah. They oh, are I, I, I saw a dude, because, uh, like I said, I don't really watch the show, but occasionally, like, my TikTok al- algorithm is obviously mostly comedy. Yeah. And uh, I was flipping through, and it was, like, a 30-second clip that somebody uploaded where this guy, like, he just ate dick. And then uh, all the time. Tony oh, was grilling his ass, and, you know, he was like, where are you from? He's like, well, I'm from, from you know, Los Angeles. He's like, well, what, about your, what brought you to Austin? He said, I quit my job, and I came here to pursue comedy. And Tony was just like... That sounds like that was a really bad move for you. Yeah. I probably was there for that one. I think I remember that <laughs> yeah. one. But like, that was it, not a good idea. It happens a lot. And I mean, the past several weeks, the Bucket Pools, they've been uh, comedians where that's like their first time performing ever. So the past that's several so weeks. That's so nerve-wracking. It is. But it the past crazy, several weeks. though? Like, we were talking about, sorry, again, I, I tend to interrupt. I've had a little too many beers. <laughs> to, be, to be nice. Thanks. Um, <laughs> as a bartender's looking at me like, uh, last <laughs> like, like another one? But no, how Austin's become this comedy hub where, like you guys said, like people are just fucking, like they used to do in Hollywood. Like, they're just packing their bags and fucking coming out here yeah. for the best. Yeah, and it happens a lot. And I mean, like, the past several weeks, it's been just new comedians on the scene. And literally, their first time performing ever was that night at Kill Tony. That's so, bananas. So My the first night was here at Corky's, been... and it was horrible. Yeah. And I would not want to do that on the number one most watched live broadcast. My first yeah. night was at a, at a bar that burned down. <laughs> yeah, but I mean the past the one few you weeks. Burned have been... down? <gasps> Are we committing arson? No, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't have done it because at the time there was no mics in Temple, and I yeah. was trying to make that a thing. Mm-hmm. Somebody else thought, "Fuck this guy." <laughs> <laughs> 
So, uh, first open mic experience, you went to, you said Creek and Cave, right? Creek and Cave, yes. How'd that go? Um, it went well. Yeah, I just, um, Lucky I think at that, I just, that show, I just did one-liners, kind of. I love one-liners. I started out writing one-liners. Shout one -liners. out Adam Wolf. Yeah. Cat yeah. Daddy. Oh, Cat Missy Daddy. Buddy. But yeah, I just kind of started out doing one-liners, kind of getting my my feel for things. If I wanted to do more like the deadpan one-liner kind of thing, like right. my my ex was doing at the time, or if I wanted to do like more like storytelling kind of stuff, or a little mix of both, which I feel like I kind of do now is a little mix of both. Um, so I started off, and I mean, it, I did okay. I mean, I didn't do the best, obviously. It was yeah. my first time going up, but yeah. you know, I got some laugh, I got some feedback. Um, and then I started going to more open mics, doing some writing tags, kind of getting some advice from people, develop, developing more of like my style of comedy, um, <laughs> which is not for the faint of heart, but that's true. I think yeah. it's just it's just me. So <laughs> I can say the same about mine. Yeah, it's, mm -hmm. uh, I get some looks sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Weird I can't though. post a lot of my stuff online because it's like. I is she to, racist? Yeah, right. Is she racist or? We're missing the context here. But I just like I I can't post a lot of my stuff because you know people the will take offense mad. to that, will report me and stuff like that. So you're, I you're kinda... not as much trash as like maybe myself and Gary are, where <laughs> we're just like fuck it. You guys want content? Here's some goddamn content. Yeah, yeah. I kind of have to play it safe. Well, so. and like that's like my family already knows I'm disappointed. It's fine. Yeah. Like that's like the hard thing about the internet too. It's because like. You you want to post your clips and you want to be able I'm, to do mm -hmm. this, but like the internet takes out of context. Mm -hmm. And then like you post something and you're like, oh, this is sick, this is super funny. Mm -hmm. But 20 minutes later, you're on TikTok and some girls just like cancel Chloe. She's being a bitch. Yeah. she's a racist cunt. Yeah. And you're like, no, like you weren't even there. You didn't even use the whole clip. Like there's no context. Exactly. You like, that's like uh, Pete Davidson used to talk about whenever people would write down comedy. Like, they would do a review of his comedy, and he would they would write down what he said. Mm -hmm. He goes, if you write it down and, and read it, it's horrible. Yeah. But it's context. It's, you have to see it in its full performance. Exactly. Like, I've said jokes that I was like, if this was a five-second clip of this joke, like, the internet would hate me. Mm -hmm. But then you have to listen to the full five-minute set that I did, and you're like, oh, that's funny. I get it now. Yeah, and I, I kind of had that after Kill Tony, too, like that, you know, that mix yeah. where a lot of people, you know, it, it was a minute set. I had yeah. to, it, it was one of my bits that I do. I had to trim down the fat, you know, yeah. um, but a lot of people got offended by what I had to say, and then um, I posted one clip on YouTube uh, of my one-liners that I did here at Corky's one night, mm -hmm. and some guy impersonating Joe Rogan Jesus. left a comment like oh you need to stop doing comedy you're just a nasty ass woman yada yada these aren't funny this isn't that i was like come off of it i know joe get off In my dick. Right? Right. <laughs> as if joe rogan's fucking just perusing facebook like that Ex exactly and joe loves shit like that yeah, like he, if you've he, ever seen joe rogan's comedy i mean yeah. you know like, wait here's the thing too is that uh Hey, there I go. Hey, you know what? That's actually the first time I've said go for that. It, go for it. Here's the oh, thing. Oh, uh, yeah. You've been no. really good about that. I've I, been, I've been good. And uh, you took a hundred percent for me. I was saying it all the time, and you, yeah, I, I heard you earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fucking. So here's the thing. <laughs> but here's the thing. I, I picked that up from my wife Sam. Here's the thing. Yeah. I just I hear something enough, 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 and then mm -hmm. I. At any rate, here's what the deal is. <laughs> uh, the whole cancel code. I think people like, and that's why there's a big resurgence of comedy. I think people are kind of tired of it. Yeah. And yeah. I think unless you really go off the rails and say some really fucking awful shit, like mm -hmm. no context, it's not funny, you're just being crazy, you don't have to worry about it. So I guess if, if, if this helps you at all, because mm -hmm. here's the thing too, is um, unfortunately and also fortunately, it's kind of like a necessary evil with social media and everything being all transparent with everything that you're doing. Um, if people are pissed off at you, any press is good press. Yeah. yeah. So what I've told folks over over time since I've been doing this, because my material is also kind of like out of fucking left field. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I appreciate that. But, and, and I, I, you know, obviously I've walked some folks because of the nature of it. And mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I, I joke around beforehand, like, oh, I'll watch them while they walk these people. I don't intend to. And I don't intend to offend anybody or make anybody feel a certain way aside from good, lighthearted laughter, I mm -hmm. guess. But... If it's gonna happen, I'm not gonna necessarily like apologize for it either. Mm -hmm. And so here's the thing: is that like, if uh, 
right now I can promote the dick out of myself, which I've been trying to do. I turned my page into like a professional one or whatever. Yeah. Uh, shout out Bernard Blackman for walking me through that stuff. But I can promote myself till the cows come home or till I'm blue in the face. But if if a group of people got pissed off at me tomorrow, my content would be shared because truly the best way to like cancel somebody is just ignored entirely. And it sounds stupid. Yeah. You know, it sounds like Morgan Freeman's rant where a lot of people got mad. I think this was like 2010. Where they were like, what do you think about racism? How do you stop oh, yeah, things yeah, and yeah. stop talking about it? People are like, that's not enough, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, to a degree, like, like, let's just take the Kanye situation, because I know you love to talk about yeah. it. <laughs> if he's still making headlines. Like, I go yeah. on Reddit, and then I cycle mm-hmm. through most popular from all Reddit threads, just Kanye, Kanye, or Elon, Elon, Elon. It's like, all yeah, about guys, traction. Right. If you yeah. get the traction and get people to talk about shit, then they, they're going to they're gonna encourage the bad behavior. So I'm not gonna say that I, I necessarily that I want to piss a fucking group of people off to where they try to cancel me. Yeah. But the unfortunate reality of it is that if that were to happen, I would probably gain way more, or any of us would gain yeah. any more, way more because you now you have the exposure level. Because people are gonna be like, well, what the fuck did they say? Yeah. And they're yeah. gonna listen to it, and there's gonna be a decent amount of folks who are like, well, I thought that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, I feel that too because, I mean, I've had some instant like some circumstances like at shows where like I would tell a joke and I I remember specifically I told a joke about uh suicide and there was like a group of women that were like that's not funny and I literally kind of went off I was like look you paid to be here you paid to see this like what were you expecting this is comedy we're here to make you laugh it's a relatable topic you know I'm trying to make it relatable I'm trying to make it funny so people can cope you know if they've been through that or if they you know and I was like, if you don't fucking like it, then you need to leave. Go Simple home. as that. Exactly. Out, yeah. and if so it was that near and dear, you wouldn't have brought it up. Exactly. Like, I made a joke about suicide one time, and uh, someone was like, that's not funny. Like, my friend committed suicide. I was like, I also don't know you. Yeah. You came to a comedy show. You don't know what's going to happen here. Exactly. You're like, cool, and bitch. Then, I tried to kill myself. What? Like. Four times? Yeah. Like, I was like, I've had my, my bouts with, like, suicidal thoughts and suicidal exactly. actions. And, like, I'm also making light of it because I've experienced it. Exactly. And what is comedy? It's an over-exaggeration of topics. And yeah. we're making fun of it. Mm-hmm. Like, when it comes to, like, political comedy, like, they'll say shit. And I'm like, well, that's not completely true. But it's funny. Mm-hmm. And, like, people get so serious about shit. I'm like, dude, shut the fuck up. Exactly. I think that's what we need in the world Grow right up. now It's just laughter. And people yeah. Yeah. don't. I mean, this world like, is shitty. Yeah. Just like, to be able to, like, check the seriousness at the door. Exactly. And just, like, whatever comes up, even if it's not something that I agree with, I'm still going to laugh about it. Yeah. Because we're, we're, we're poking fun at it. We're punching yeah. it up, punching it down, just making silly observations. Mm-hmm. And then when you fucking leave the doors of the comedy place or <clears throat> Corky's, yeah. you can just <laughs> go back to being pissed off and yeah. fighting with your fucking in-laws at Christmas yeah. because yeah, like, they're a bunch of dumb Democrats or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some people who I've seen coming up, and it's always open mics because they'll never make it past an open mic. Uh, but they'll go up there and they'll say some crazy off-the-wall shit. Yeah. I'm like, that's not funny. That's racist. Yeah. Like, yeah. straight-out racist. Or that's homophobic. Or, like, that's dumb. Or that's not even funny. But they'll, like... They're like, oh, well, this isn't funny, and da, 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 da. I'm like, no, you don't get the context of comedy. Yeah. You're just saying crazy shit, and you're probably low-key a racist, so... They're confusing the, like, shock value yeah. of, like, oh, I can't believe you just said that to, like, being funny. Mm-hmm. I had one... There was one guy, whenever we had an open mic at Green Door, he, like, walked on stage, and his leading thing was, so Biden's our president, and he was a very right-leaning person. Mm-hmm. He thought that was a joke, and we all just stared at him and go, yeah, we know, we watch that's TV. A, that's a statement. That's, like, a, yeah. that's not funny. It's like, yeah. yes, we are aware. Yeah. Grass mm-hmm. is usually green. Yeah, like, the sky is blue. Yeah, we I thought that was that. a setup. I was like... Yeah, and just waiting, yeah. And he, that and was, was, like, that oh, was okay. it. And then he, like, lost his confidence and said some crazy shit. And I'm like... Like... It, it comes down to it's all about context and if you can mm-hmm. make it funny and like I've made jokes about Kanye and I've never and like he he got really anti-Semitic and someone was like you making jokes has do you are you afraid of people thinking you're anti-Semitic I was like I'm not anti-Semitic yeah. I'm not racist I'm not any of these th- these horrible things but I'm making jokes about it because it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, and it's kind of what's and relatable in media right now. It's pointing out the crazy shit. Yeah. Because, like, why not? Like, you see all this crazy shit on TikTok and on YouTube, 
you're going to watch it. Yeah. So why not exploit that a little bit and work on it and make it part of your bit and work on comedy and then continuous, like, if I can ride a wave and get a couple jokes out of it, mm-hmm. get a couple people to, like, follow me from that and then also write other jokes. It's like, oh, this is my typical stuff, but, like, here's other stuff I've done. Yeah. Then, then awesome. If I can write a joke and I'm like, this is a solid joke, I'm not going to not use it. Yeah. And that's what I like about, like, Austin, too, the Austin scene, is that they really embrace that aspect of comedy. Because yeah. I don't know if you've ever been to any shows out there, but, like, I know at Secret Show on Thursdays at Vulcan Gas Company, they lock up phones. Um, yeah, which and is they, awesome. I love that because that really gives the comedian freedom to say whatever the hell they want without the fear of, you know, that quote-unquote cancel culture or whatever right, the case is. Right, records a wrong segment of it. Exactly, out of context. That's all, like, it's leaked. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Tony, like Tony Hinchcliffe, he has like a bit where you know he uh, says some stuff. I'm not gonna like say his jokes or anything, but then he's like, "Phones are locked up, bitches. What are you gonna yeah. do about it?" Exactly. <laughs> so he he punches that up, and I love that because or like, he had that one bit where like he talked about Helen Keller or like the like the whole thing, and yeah. this girl got super mad about yeah. it. He was like, "Leave. You can't handle me. Like, uh, yeah. You can't handle the yeah. rest of the set." If that offended you, get the fuck out. Yeah, I Imagine mean... you getting pissed off about Helen Keller. Like, oh, man, dude, did, come on. Did you know She's her? She's been dead for, like, what, 100 years? Yeah. Like, get over it, bitch. Like, did you know Helen Keller? Yeah. Did you know her cousin? Right. You said the virtue signal for literally everybody. Was your yeah. uncle the Nazi that found her? <laughs> See, that's funny, too, is, uh... I... It's, it's did still... Did you just confuse Helen Keller with Anne Frank? Oh, I just did. <laughs> you fucking... <laughs> That's a real thing. Talk about Auschwitz-stick over here. Oh, my God. That's a knee stopper. Oh, fuck. Uh, on, on, the actually, German enemy came out. <laughs> on an actually uh, eerily similar note, I had I had a bit that I was working on, and I think it's got legs and it never took off yet. I kind of put it on the back burner, so I guess that's why I'm okay. I'm comfortable talking about it, is is, is preaching about like the, the full circle of everything mm-hmm. so like um i don't remember it like word for words like i said i haven't i haven't even touched this joke in months but it starts as like all right so we know that uh like mental health is not to be joked about it's a serious issue da, 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 right and then kind of flip the script and say okay so like hitler was a total piece of garbage we all know that <laughs> yeah and we can joke about him da, 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 da. and everybody's like yeah okay cool well in my head they're like following along but and it's like, okay, so uh, we find out Hitler has mental illness. Now what? You imagine <laughs> oh, like a world yeah. we live in where now you can't make fun of Hitler because you got the Catch-22 going on. Yeah. So while I still stand by that as, as like a, we should really pay attention to where we're going here, um, it, I never was able to make it very funny. Yeah. But still, it's like, it makes you think a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, when you go up on stage, we're like... Yeah, sure. We're trying to make it think a little bit, but it's not. I'm not it's not a TED talk. Like we're trying to. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get yeah. some laughs over here. You're trying to make it go haha. Yeah. Like no, I, that's why I admire the people who can preach and also make it funny. Like I've done that Terminator bit where like I talk about like uh, I don't want to drink from the same water fountain as robots. Yeah. That's so and, good. Oh, that is good. Uh, and like I. Robot me, lives matter. <laughs> oh I can my see gosh! It now. Uh, AI is gonna God. take over. Uh, me and Alex Cunningham talked about it, and mm-hmm. like. Uh, Shout like, out to him. People, Shout out to him. some people don't. They feel uncomfortable about that whole bit it's, because, yeah. like, it's it's a play on racism from the fifties. Yeah. Of like, but also it's ridiculous. Robots aren't drinking from water fountains. Yeah. yeah. Robots aren't running around, and like, it, it tends to work better with black audiences mm-hmm. because they recognize the ridiculousness of it. And white people are like, my uncle drank it. The whites only one. That's how We're I feel. uncomfortable. That's how I feel about my my black community bit. I feel like oh, yeah? that does better with like the African American, the black, you know, audience. Oh yeah. And because whenever I tell that to a white crowd, they're like, "Ooh!" I'm like, "No, don't hold back on me. Don't hold back yeah, on me. No." no. Uh, but yeah, it's like that. It's like my joke where the like white guilt kicks in. Yeah, it's like I, I talk about how uh, my ex just broke up with me, which I think is messed up. Uh, because I'm autistic, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought we were supposed to pity those that are genetically inferior, like the black community. And I told that dude to kill Tony, and everybody was like, what the fuck? And yeah. I just saw, like, the 5% of African Americans or black people that were in the audience, they were just like... <laughs> yeah. They they embraced it, and they thought that was funny. So last Wednesday, I don't want to give it away, because I'm still trying to fire this one off. You guys remember, well, you weren't here, the one that I did, 
and I was like, I was basically like eyeballing Bernard because he was like, oh fun. yeah, dude, he thought that was fucking hilarious. Like most other, like uh, I, I think I did that out in Colleen at that one show, and it fucking slayed the room. But they were still yeah. like here at Corky's, what you know, it was a, at the time it was a predominantly white crowd. Like some of them were like, can we laugh at that? Is that okay? <laughs> All right, yeah. Like, everybody else was just fucking dying, bro. Yeah. Like I've done like the the tr- like the robot joke I did. When I first did it, like it's, it's like prime. There are three black Optimus people in the room. Prime? Ah. <laughs> and uh, and like I looked at all three black people in the room, and they all started laughing. And like I saw the white people look at the black people in the room, like can we laugh at that? All right, we can laugh yeah. at that. Yeah. And yeah it was like, like looking around, like okay, cool. The, yeah. And like it's just it's really hard to toe that line, but in in the stage you're at when you're a small comedian, it's harder to toe that line. But mm-hmm. once you get to like the Joe Rogan and like the Louis C.K. and like the bigger comedians, yeah. their audience is there. They already think they're funny, so they're ready for these jokes. Yeah. And you have to find the, your crowd. You have to find your tribe. Yeah. In comedy, who like I said, I said that same joke in Austin one time, and I was like, I don't care if robot Twitter cancels me in twenty years. <laughs> I'm gonna say it now. I'm robophobic. <laughs> And I had a trans person come up to me and said, you're covering up the fact that you're homophobic and transphobic by saying you're robophobic. And I was like, I'm transphobic? Like, what do you mean? Are you a transformer? (laughs) And where'd you say this happened again? It was in Austin. Go figure. That's the thing and about Austin. It's real hit or miss, like, crowd-wise. You don't know what the um, flannels or hipster exactly. flannels are, like, and like, flannels. And whenever I'm doing comedy in Austin, it's like you really, flannels. yeah, you really have to read the room because you don't, I mean, your set can kill at one place and then your set could bomb at another place. So yeah. I do, like, a lot of, like, crowd work. I kind of read the room. I try to incorporate that kind of into my comedy because, yeah, I mean, you have the handful of people in Austin that are like, oh, it's not funny, that's offensive, yeah, yeah, you do this and that, and then you have the handful of people like that's fucking awesome yeah. keep doing it it's all about the energy um, exactly our friend Danny French he was on uh, shout out to him shout Danny out to French. him he, he was on Adam Wolf and Justin Moreno's oh, podcast dude, yeah I just listened to this morning uh, and he talked about doing he did a set I think it was probably here mm-hmm. and it killed and then he went to a different crowd same cadence same everything yeah did the same set and bomb super hard exactly because the energy in the room was different it's different people mm-hmm. and like that's the tricky thing about comedy it really you is, can yeah. lull yourself in this false positive and this false like security and do a set that's killed yeah and then all of a sudden you have like 40 people just staring at you going that wasn't funny yeah and that's the one thing that i kind of do too like whenever i go and i do like an open mic or i do a like a show i have an idea of how i'm gonna like present my stuff but I kind of have to read the room beforehand to see what they're picking up on whatever the case may be and that's why I'm kind of nervous um I'm doing a show with Alex Cunningham on uh January 13th I believe Friday the 13th and clean I'm gonna be the first one going up oh yeah I've never done a show in clean I don't know what the audience is gonna look like where's it at uh it's at a brewery I don't know the name of it but so probably predominantly white yeah so yeah so like I I could I could do my whole race thing but like i don't know if it's gonna do well or not so that's the that's the thing i kind of have to and there's a double-edged sword where they're, they're like are they gonna laugh at it or are, are they, they gonna, be shocked are they gonna by it? yeah but also if you shock them and you get that one person in the background who's going jesus christ that's almost just as good as laughter yeah because that's what still... i that's what i thought about i thought about like starting you know the set talking about like oh i've never done a show and clean i didn't know if i needed to bring my bulletproof vest or not you know and then yeah. kind of going into my racism bit and then kind of playing off of that but you know yeah. i don't know i guess it's one of those things where you got to just it's like we we talked with dan martinez about music mm-hmm. and with music it's usually that's your crowd your crowd's there yeah if you're playing country music uh there's people who like country music be there. Yeah, they're gonna be swing dancing music. and shit. There yeah. are people around like, the crowd. Yeah, like it doesn't like Slayer has never played in front of a crowd who didn't know it was Slayer. Yeah. And but like a new crowd's like, oh, there's a comedy show here. Let me go see this comedy. They don't know what they're getting into and, sometimes. Yeah, unless they know who you are. But I mean, it's very slim that you're gonna have fans in the crowd or you know. I mean, the comedians will know you, but yeah, yeah it's... and half the crowds are like that. Chloe girl, she's like super funny. That was great. And <laughs> I'm like that racist cunt. That racist <laughs> son of a bitch. Like, oh my god, I couldn't stand her. Yeah, it's like 
It's rough out in these streets, man. <laughs> it's so... It, that's, like, the scary thing about comedy. That's uh, yeah. what I tell people. Uh, I always tell people, like, if you've worked on a joke for, like, over two weeks and you're afraid about doing it, I was like, just do it. Just fuck it. Just See do it. See how it does and then kind of scale it from there. Yeah. Uh, I joked with the kid. He was doing his first open mic. And I was like, do you believe in having a soul? Like, do you believe in any of that? Mm-hmm. He's like, no, that's stupid. Da, da, da. I was like, well, whenever you've been working on a joke for, like, two or three weeks and you say it out loud and it bombs, it hurts about right here. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's where your soul lies because you can feel it die. Yeah, I have a joke right now that I'm working on about people with Down syndrome mm-hmm. and how they oh. how they resemble pugs. <laughs> oh, we got that joke. And I, uh, no, that... <laughs> Yeah, the you one mean. you're thinking about too, I'm kind of, I'm kind of. I love it's my favorite. I'm kind of so switching good. some things up so I can incorporate that in my bit, but it's like, I don't know how to approach that, you know? Like I'm kind of. You're gonna get that one lady who's like, my son's Down my syndrome. My son has Down syndrome. Like, cool, bitch. You know, I know I people with Down syndrome. I'm just trying to, you know. Yeah. What? Yeah. So I'm kind of. I feel that. I'm kind of the same boat where I'm like, fuck. I don't know how to. If I should present this, I you know, fuck it. Maybe Wednesday I'll just present it on stage and see how it does, and then you can just give it a shot. Yeah, and that's like I the mean, thing. yeah, and that's the reason why I come to Quirky's is I test all my new material yeah. here to kind of get feedback and then incorporate that into my shows. Wow. But yeah, <laughs> you know t- what this kind of feels like is uh, the girl who friend zones you, but like she tries out her moves to see if it'll work <laughs> with somebody else. Yo, yeah, like she'll send you a picture and be like, "How sexy do I look in this picture? How oh, great is my ass? ass? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just like a send this other person actually give up this said ass butt is for Jared. Do you like bitch. these jeans? All right, Jeremiah's gonna <laughs> love these jeans. Yeah. No. Uh, Damn. That kind of reminds me because we've had this conversation, Gary, because both of us come from like a a more uh, how do I put this? Like a, a more like you know punk rebellious background. Yeah. We had this conversation about like you know how it's like it went from you know fuck all the rules, fuck all the 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 categories and the in the system and everything mm-hmm. to like okay. Punk rock nowadays is like, you gotta be vegan, you gotta be liberal, you gotta be this. Like, so yeah. You, you put people in the boxes when the whole idea was to not be in a box. I'm, I'm just trying to set things on fire, guys. Yeah, no yeah. shit. That's why you're banned from the city of Philadelphia. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I'm like, I want, and, and I, I talk to my wife about like, you know, social issues and stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, not necessarily that you don't want to hear my opinion type bullshit like that, but it's, it's different because I still think of that like, um, I you're, think you're right. You're a cis white man. We don't want to hear your yeah, exactly. You. But no, I think it's <laughs> more like, Grow up. Uh, like it's uh, you know, like I said, we, in, in all societal aspects, like you have all these different movements and they have names, and then a person is this and a person is that. I'm like, why are you guys putting yourself in a little boxes? I thought the whole point was you didn't want to be in a box. So rather than breaking out of said box and be like, you know what, this is who I am as a person, um, regardless of this, this or that, this, you know, one, two or three. Yeah. I'm this person right but mm-hmm. instead it's just like okay so he went from one box to another i feel that yeah and then there's like rules to everything now it's like for fuck's sake like i like wearing doc martens i love i Docs, would love yes. to fucking switch out the laces to different colored laces but if i put on but, some kind yeah of color, each lace represents some something yeah somebody's gonna be like oh yeah you like taking oh. out the butt yeah you be know. like my favorite color is red i want some red laces I'm like oh you're you a nazi yeah like, i was I just about to say red that laces on my shit like why the yeah. fuck can i not do that but yeah. i think that's old like that's like old dudes Should i just go for it Go for it. Do it. Fuck it, dude. Because that's a bunch of old, crusty men who are just yeah. like, this is how it was in the 80s. I was like, that was 40 years ago. Just do it how women do it. Just do it and then play dumb. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. When it's oh, here's up. the thing is, uh, I don't remember who I was talking to, but inadvertently stumbled into that where I was like, yeah, I'm thinking, of, like, I think somebody, I think it was a stranger. Mm-hmm. They complimented. They're like, oh, dude, I like your doctor. Like, cool. Yeah. Like, the only thing I want to do is, like, I want to switch out the fucking laces, like maybe red or something. They were like, red, oh, you don't want to do that. And I was like, why? Why the yeah. fuck not? They're like, oh, well, people are gonna think you're a Nazi. Like, so instead of, you know, I, are are they so pussified that they don't do bolts on their necks anymore? They just do red laces. Yeah. Dude, like I knew a guy who he was Native American, and he liked punk rock. And he was wearing docks, and he put red laces in his docks because his tribe's main color was red, mm-hmm. and he's clearly not white. <laughs> and they're like, that's a Nazi. I was like, that's a Native American. <laughs> <laughs> who's apparently his main color in his tribe was red, so he wore red laces. Or, like, I've seen a white kid who just will put white laces in, which is supposed to symbolize white supremacy, but he goes, most of my wardrobe is black and white, yeah. and that's my, like, match. That's yeah. my aesthetic, and he just won a match. And I was like, 
I don't think this kid's a racist. Like, now if I see him with a red band on his arm and, like, throw his hand up and, like, tell him black little fuck off, like, yeah. Yeah. then, yeah, he's a racist. But, like, just let him go. You know what? I'm just going to fucking do it. I don't care. Do just it. Do probably it. just end up stopping by some place, like, tomorrow and fucking do I it. I will buy you the laces. Yeah, no. just fuck the system. Like I said, be a woman. Like, play like how be women a woman. Be a woman. <laughs> be a woman. <laughs> be a bitch. No, but I My just... My tits are on the way from Amazon. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this play. Like, if anybody's like, "Oh, what the fuck's that?" Be like, "Oh, I, I had no idea." I like, I the like color red. red. Educate me. Oh, cool. And then just I'm fucking Jeremiah keep on your wayward like, son. What the fuck do you oh, want me to yeah. do? Yeah. Like, well, and also like that's where like I think that comedy is way more punk rock than punk rock. Yeah, because oh, you can, for like, sure. You know, any Dude. idea is acceptable. And well, it's, unless it's, it's where, like, yeah, unless it's like super super fucked up. But it's also one of those things where it's 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 a free reign because you can say whatever you want to. You're not necessarily free from the consequences of doing well, so. Well, yeah. But... Yeah, that's kind of... I, I've only ever heard of one person getting, like, you know, a, a ban or a hiatus from Corgi's, and that was something completely different. Yeah. But, uh, no, <laughs> I like, know exactly. to, 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 to my knowledge, like, I don't know of any mic where anybody, like, the owners or promoters or whatever has ever been like, yeah, dude, like, you can't come back here. Fuck you. Yeah, no, uh, I've never, I've never actually Alex that. got banned from a place in Salado. Oh, yeah, I heard about that one. He talked about, oh, I retract my he, aggre- he aggressively talked about his dick or, like, uh, like dicks in general and the guy was like, we don't do that here. What was it? It was somewhere in Salado. I forget exactly where. Oh, but interesting. Like two weeks later, I went. I know the, the name place of the spot. Like, I just want to say it out loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. By all means, yeah. Uh, we, don't want to, we don't want them to think we're shitting on them. I went back to the same place, and I talked about how I used to do cocaine, and I had my whole Germany story. Yeah. And like, he like walked up to me. He goes, "Son, um, ah, that might be funny other places." But that shit ain't funny here. That's the thing, too. Because I was very much lucky if you didn't come back here again. I was like, I didn't want to be here again anyways. Your burger sucked. (laughs) (laughs) And it's overpriced. Definitely glad I didn't name drop the place because I think that they're all right. Yeah, they're okay, but I was spiteful. Yeah, that's true. You spiteful, petty-ass bitch. But no, I mean, and that and that's one of those things too, where uh, that's a little bit different because it's one of the like, you know, they're like, okay, we're open to the idea of comedy, but like we have these parameters yeah. installed. Not like where Corky's, where it's pretty much a free reign. Which and, I love. Which oh, I'm, I'm so jinxing it right now. I'm <laughs> watch, I'm jinxing it right now. Right, <laughs> fucking curse tomorrow. Yeah, so no, not me. Somebody's, somebody's gonna somebody's come. Somebody's gonna come burn this motherfucker yeah. down because of something they heard. But like, like when it comes down to like, like, I don't know where you. Like, did you go to punk rock shows? I mean, I'm seeing you at punk rock shows. Yeah, so growing like, up, I, it was I had a very weird childhood. So my dad was very punk rock. I mean, tattoos, gauges, loved punk rock music. So I had that aspect. And my mother was like a square, you know, very clean, <laughs> fun. no tattoos, holy roller. He was kinda. the bad boy. He was the bad. Well, when Balance, they were t- guess, when yeah. they were together, they were like grunge kids. They had me very young. Okay. okay. So they were like grunge kids. They were kind of in the same scene. And then like they split up shortly after I was born. And so my dad kind of, you know embraced more of that punk aspect got the tattoos mm-hmm. and then my mom kind of you know mellowed out you know had to work had to provide for me very clean cut still is clean cut to this day is your mom a looker or no yeah my mom she's fucking hot af she's young i have a feeling just by is the way she, you were is, describing is she her with that, someone right now yes yeah, my stepdad she's 45 she's super young she's in the, in super that hot backstory it just seems like i don't know why i just pictured like a smoke show oh, <laughs> he's puerto rican I don't we're, know, we're gonna have to check this out here we're gonna we're gonna analyze this after the after we're done <laughs> yeah but my mom she was just very not my type my mom was very like clean cut like she told me growing up if you ever get tattoos i'm going to fucking disown and kill you and then what do i do a week after she moves to florida I fucking get a tattoo. Sorry, mom, if you're watching this. Um, Call me. But yeah, I had subscribe that very. To our right? <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to my OnlyFans. Subscribe to my OnlyFans. You're only. Does she know about the OnlyFans? Uh, I kind of mentioned it to her when I first started it out. Yeah, I didn't tell. Kind of my stepdad though was for it. He was like, "Oh what? fuck, if you can post pictures like in lingerie, it's practically a bikini. If you can make money off of it, by all means, true, go yeah. for it." Bro, if so I, I was can... like, "Hell yeah!" So you're not doing like full nude or anything crazy like that. If I could wear off short record, shorts, gotcha. if I could wear <laughs> short shorts and post pictures of my ass, and dudes would be like, or anybody, I don't care, it'd be like, here's some money for that. I'd be like, you can get pictures of whatever you want. Yeah. Like, let's go. Let's go. Like, like I work at a very reputable company that please don't, don't fire me if you ever see any of this. But like, <laughs> not disclosing any yeah. names. Like, but if I could just, if if some dude was like, I want you to dip your balls in glitter. 
and take a picture of it and I'll give you twenty dollars. Done, done, done. Oh, I by all means. My Hell yeah, yeah. Like they will look like the next Christmas. I don't, I don't know if I would fuck. do that for twenty bucks, but that's just because I hate glitter. Oh yeah, that's gonna be a mess. Dude, that's gonna be a bitch to that, clean. Such I feel a bitch like you would clean. travel to your butthole and then you're itching your butthole. Oh my butthole. god, it's gonna be like a fucking ABBA concert up there in the shower later. You like rip off your underwear like. <laughs> Blinded by the light. <laughs> I got I got a buddy of mine. He's always said uh, I used to work with him. And he said that uh, glitter is the herpes of craft products. Jesus, yes. yes. Like, I've never heard Accurate. of that. Accurate. That's fantastic. That. Love that. Um, I had a friend of mine. He is, he had, like, a, some sort of autistic or something, some disorder. Um, not you. <laughs> uh, and he was, like, like, glitter made his skin crawl. He's, like, just the feeling of uh, It's probably autism. Yeah, the sensory. And, because like, that's how I am with velvet. Like, I I cannot feel velvet. It grosses me out. And but, shock. Yeah, no. like, I remember one day I was, like, I tested it. We've been friends for years. Yeah. So I was like, he'll let me go on this one. And I, like, went with some glitter. He was like, <gasps> he, like, got, like, <laughs> angry. Yeah. And, like, and then kale chips. I got a free bag of kale chips one time. I handed it to him and he ate it. And he got, oh. like, visibly angry. Gross. And just like, I was like, yeah, they're gross. But, like, he got, like actually mad about the texture in his mouth yeah like i was like i've never seen him like that Shit. but i was like okay never mind um I'm, I'm done testing my limits yeah but to get back on topic i did grow up punk rock okay yeah but you remember but yeah but my dad yeah like i said he, he grew up on top punk rock and i feel like i gravitated more towards that lifestyle because i don't know if it was like my mom and like the rules and the stuff and i was like ah fuck and then my dad was like super chill r.i.p a real one he passed away in 2012 uh I'm but i'm not christian i don't know why i did that i'm not christian either whatever. Yeah, I, we all did it we, <laughs> we, all, did we it. all did it whatever but uh like, I'm gonna go yeah. piss my cross later. i feel like my style is more yeah. my music taste my style is more i mean you do look like the the, the goth paper boys so. hey i got told today that i looked like the acdc lead singer if they were trying to cosplay as a uh young goth girl <laughs> i also got goth luigi too which i'm not mad about goth luigi That's goth so luigi i thought that was fucking <laughs> sick i'm gonna put like an but, l right here fuck yeah but okay so what i was getting at was like <laughs> um like punk rock like you talk about people who are in the old school punk rock and it's no hold bar it's like yeah let's joke about whatever let's yeah. hang out like i've hung out with like old school punk dudes who used to be in, like punk gangs and used to beat people up mm-hmm. for like like whatever and they'll make the worst jokes ever mm-hmm. and i'm like this is like they're like shit is the world is fucked up so let's make fun of it yeah but now you talk to like young kids like like um and they're like offended by all these different things yeah it's just so and, like, different let nowadays. it go dude yeah like uh they're like i'm punk rock because i dyed my hair purple like you're not punk rock I'm at all i'm punk rock because i listen to machine gun kelly no yeah. bitch that's Throw not punk rock up. it's like fucking ramones you know like, well like it's go like, mosh around go get your fucking ass kicked every once in a while like i think it's more about like the the statement and uh, that i mean the music kind of tied along into yeah. it yeah yeah that's another reason I'm about, this, I'm about to just, I guess, shit all over you guys. Like, another reason I pissed me off about the punk rock <laughs> movement after a while is the gatekeeping because right. we'll of the music. Again. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a fan of MGK, but that's not because I'm not allowed to. It's just because I personally said that I don't like them. I, like, yeah, I guess a lot I of shit from like, punk rock dudes is like, oh, you like Blake Warner too? Yeah. 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 They can write songs. I'm they sorry that they were that. Right? I'm sorry that for uh, up until middle school, I had a structured childhood before it all went to shit, and I yeah. wasn't allowed to listen to fucking Black Flag. Like, I can listen to Black Flag and be like, this is a dope band. Mm-hmm. But also, I can listen to Green Day and be like, American Idiot is still a great album. It's still a Because it's yeah. so well written. The last written. great album, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, <laughs> In my yeah, opinion. Like, yeah, no. Because I can look at an album, like, I love Meshuggah, and like, it's super well written, like, the production's good. But also, I can listen to Circle Jerk's first album. Mm-hmm. Production's terrible. Yeah. But it's such a good album. Yeah. And, like, like it's about a message. Like, like Banned from DC by, like, uh, mm-hmm. Bad Brains. Yep. Fucking sick, dude. Good shit. Like, I love Bad Brains. They revolutionized a lot of things that came into punk rock later. But also, like, not gonna lie, Machine Gun Gelly, he's got a couple bops. Here's the thing. Travis Barker was a producer, and yeah. Travis Barker could pick up a couple of hobos off the street and make something happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so like, he, he doesn't get enough credit for that. Like, oh, dude, Travis Barker is so good, and know it. 
I can't. Right, We're I'd suck a dick, bro. No. Yeah, I'd suck it for OnlyFans and make so much money. Chloe Montgomery, Travis Barker, Jeremiah Red, Gary Sprague, OnlyFans collab. Yeah. Dude, me and like Travis on the fucking drums and then like having some guy in the back just get jerked off. Yeah, I think that would sell. I would jerk myself off. I don't even know. There guy. you go. Yeah, you just stand in the back for like doing something. Get out of the way, bitch. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I'm gonna make it rain up in this bitch. All right. I was like, I've never come so hard in my life. Jesus Christ, that'd be fuck. Yeah, I would. I'd be down. I but like, still no chance of him getting on the pot. He's yeah, like, right. we got famous. He's like, no, fuck that. He's like, that. <laughs> you guys are weird. This PR person, oh my god, we just want you to see this before you agree to anything. Uh, are you sure about it? It would be this? so sick if he was like, I have to be on this podcast. See, that'd be, <laughs> that's like a wet dream come yeah. true. My God. But like, uh. Like, but like with new punk rock, it's it's super safe. It's super boring. That's dude, just how everything uh, no is nowadays. Separation of church and the skate. Yeah, yeah. still holds dude, up. It's it's social media has like pushed that so hard. <laughs> yeah. And like you have to be accepting of everything. Doesn't and, like, profitable. Now it makes me feel like like that kid who grew up with Catholic parents. Yeah. And they're like, like I went to church when I was younger. Same. But I was a cool kid in church because I listened to non-secular, like I listened to secular non-secular music. Non-secular music, yeah. yeah. I was like, I listened to Green Day, like, oh my god, you don't listen. You to can guys. watch SpongeBob. Oh, oh my you can god. listen. Yeah, it was like that because I, I grew up Baptist. Yeah. Right. My, I was like, mom, can I read this Harry Potter book? She's like, you can read. Go for it. <laughs> as long like, as you're reading, we don't Thank fuck. God, like, by thank all God. means. He bought a book. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> but, like, it's just, it's so, it's so safe now. And, like, it's yeah. why I don't want to go to hardcore shows. It's why I piss off the hardcore scene in Austin. And I posted one thing on Twitter. And yeah, imagine having to fight somebody because you're not vegan. Yeah. Jesus what? Christ. Or, like, you're I, not gluten-free, bitch. Your venue got closed down because you didn't want to promote it and you didn't want to do anything for yourself. Oh, I remember you, you didn't me. want to like be a good at music. Yeah. Oh, you want to be super underground? Now your band doesn't exist. How underground is that? Yep. Get the fuck over it. Again, like I said last episode, like I'm just gonna start telling people because I don't have a huge following. Like, no, I'm just really underground. You know, yeah. you just gotta be in the know. Just underground, yeah. I'm super exclusive. I fucking know. Go uh, fuck yourself. We're coming close to time here, so uh, Chloe. If you could uh, entice our viewers with whatever you like, honestly, shitty advice, good advice, uh, saying a quote, whatever you can think of, just send us off with something good. No pressure. Who's got to tie my shoe? <laughs> Everybody's tying their shoes right now. Let me tie my shoe too. Uh, no, man. I mean, like comedy-wise, just take each day at a time. Uh, don't rush into anything. Um, like we were talking about earlier, like those people that we know that are wanting to go straight into kill tony and do their thing something that i wish i would have done is do more open mics really get an understanding of my comedy and what i wanted to do with that uh be prepared you know because you never know what's gonna fucking happen um as for life just live every day like it's your last just do you don't you know don't listen to everybody don't confine yourself into a box uh yeah Remember that you will die. Yeah, everybody everybody Remember, fucking dies. Yeah, that's true. You may not wake up tomorrow. So exactly. go do it today. And that's free to laugh about it. Exactly. Yeah. Laugh about it. And that's what I do. Like I take all these thing all these horrible things that happen in my life because like I've been shot. Uh, you know, I've I've going through some health stuff right now that's not for the faint of heart and just fucking laugh about it because that's what the world needs right now and that's what you need right now yeah. is just laughter to get you through all the bad moments it's the best medicine it is the best medicine so so uh is your boy tony gonna like promote us or give us a shout <laughs> out or? uh that's the whole reason we he's brought like, you on fuck these guys he's like who the fuck are these nerds like you guys fuck fucking him. suck i'm gonna hold Dude, this episode he is, hostage he's brutal the last time They're i saw him usb mics what the fuck my god <laughs> The last time I saw him, he looked at me. He goes, "You look like a fucking goth librarian. Get the fuck out of here." I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Nice he's, to see you too. Right? Love you too, man. Uh, hey, that's the leveling. You have all those dudes on OnlyFans. Like, oh my god, you're a goddess. You're beautiful. Until Tony's. And like, then I got these balance. other comedians that are like, "You're a fucking autistic fuck. Get out of here." I'm like, balance. "Yes, sir." Oh shit! Hang on. Sorry, that reminds me. Uh, a pretty good send off for us. Uh, some advice specific to the, the females that are wanting to come up here and get Ooh. the chuckles. <laughs> Your first, well, technically not our first female guest, but like, 
We don't talk about that. It has <laughs> oh. nothing to do with the person. It was just no, our fuck up. We're just not. We're, we're just going to have to get her back in and redo the whole thing. I'm so sorry. So, uh, so yeah, sorry. Uh, comedy, women get into it. Any specific advice for that, if any? I mean, I don't know. Just fucking embrace it. Don't let men prevent you from following your dreams. Because we talked about it earlier. Like, I, I've been so fortunate where the people that I work with or the comedians that I work with, they've been very accepting. But I know that's not the case for everybody. Right. Uh, don't let that bring you down. Keep doing what you want to do. Um, and just fuck men. Fuck men in general. Who gives yeah, a fuck shit? Who gives We like fuck to fuck. Up. Have fuck sex with them. Oh, sorry, never like, mind. Oh, sorry. <laughs> wait, wait, what? The men came out. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, see, exactly what she said. We're dumb. We don't We're know what the dumb. fuck. Just, just do you, baby. Just do you. Uh, whatever it is you want to do in life, just live your life to the fullest. If it's comedy, pursue that. Don't let men put you in a box. Do your thing, and I promise you're going to yeah. be happier that way. I am. We love, we love Very seeing female happy. comics come out because it's a different point of view. Yeah. It is, yeah. I'm so tired of hearing You'll the same point shit. of view. Yeah. Because like, if you can get a good open mic where there's black people, there's women. There's... <laughs> I like how you went straight to black people and looked yeah. at me. I was like... And there's white people. There's so many white people. Right, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> so many there white people. There is a lot of white people, yeah. But like, if you get like black, white, Hispanic women... Women of color, like Asian, it doesn't like everything. There's so yeah. many perspectives, and it makes comedy. And I really fun. wish there were more women in comedy. Like I said Dude, in yeah. Austin, there's just a handful, and I wish there were more because women, women can do anything that men can do ten times better. Yeah, and women are fucking hilarious. Dude, so my Sia Shabert. Oh, like, I, I like I shout out my such Sia. a queen. Shout I love her. her. My Fucking first amazing. open mic ever. I've probably talked this before. Like. I showed up, I just watched, and she was like, are you going to go up? Mm -hmm. I was like, no, I have nothing written. And my first week that I went up, she's the one who got me to go up. And after that, it's continuous. Like, she's been so supportive yeah. and so nice. And I owe this podcast, even, I owe this to Masia because she pushed me to do comedy. And she's like, you're funny. You just got to know yeah. you're funny. Mm -hmm. And just keep at it. And, like, and along with her and, like, all the mentors I've had in comedy, but like I owe everything. I'm not feeling about to cry. Fuck uh, to Masia yeah. because and it's a female comic who got me into this shit and has made me like so many good friends and like you guys and this podcast and it's like it's super punk rock and I love it and like I've had too much to drink. I've had too much to drink. <laughs> I've had too many beers, what guys. The Holy fuck? shit, the emotions Trulies, are coming out. I had Trulies and now my my ovaries grew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wrap it up by saying let's 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 uh let's kill this and go get drunk, but yeah, Gary might be cut off already. No, Damn, no. it's like what time is it? Like yeah, what? It feels seven? It is. Uh, yeah, it's about seven. We've been Damn. we've been filming podcasts. Shit. Uh, yeah, no, but yeah, no, Masia, shout out. Uh, I owe a lot of all of my comedy shit to Masia. Yeah, it's she's a female beautiful. comic, and I love seeing female comics go up. Unless you go for ten minutes straight. And you <laughs> oh my the god! Light, go fuck yourself. Um. Unless you're really funny. If you give me a funny 10 minutes, let's go. Yeah. But if you... No, All right, sorry. speaking of running the light, uh, yeah, we definitely got to wrap this up. Flash I can't wait up. to get downstairs yeah. and get me a quesadilla, but thank you all for tuning in. So and quesadilla. Yeah, quesadilla. quesadilla. Uh, thank you, Chloe, for coming out. It's Thanks been an for absolute having pleasure. me. Yeah, I love you guys. Y'all are some of my best friends. Uh, thank you for also waiting through the technical difficulties. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that was know, fucking fuck bullshit. Uh, we'll be better. We will be better, <laughs> nonetheless. Uh, I feel like I'm talking to my ex. <laughs> I'll get better. This has been the Basuda Triangle Podcast, and I guess this is our new tagline, uh, just stay trashy. <laughs>